Welcome to the Be Bold in Business podcast. My name is Samantha Hearn and I am the host of this amazing channel. I wanted to bring you a place where you hear from myself and other amazing, inspirational business people on their journey to the success they've created. I wanted to bring you the offline journeys to the online successes that we see on social media. I want to create a place where you hear the struggles people have been through, the challenges, the lessons they've learned, the mistakes they've made, so that you know that ordinary people can create extraordinary things every single day, and that it is totally possible for you too. The Be Bold in Business podcast is a place where you are going to hear real, genuine, warts and all stories from some of the most exceptional people in business and how they succeeded anyway. If you are ready to show up in your business, if you are ready to be bold, if you are ready to learn from your mistakes, if you are ready to bounce back and become more resilient, this is the podcast for you. And me, Samantha Hearn, I cannot wait to welcome you, support you, empower and inspire you and share with you the stories that sometimes don't get shared online and give you this real refreshing approach on how building a business sometimes can be hard, sometimes involves failing, sometimes involves struggle, but you can still succeed anyway. So welcome to the Be Bold in Business podcast, and I cannot wait for you to take your invitation to be bold in your business too. Okay, welcome to another episode of the podcast, and today is actually my birthday! Happy birthday to you! You might be wondering who are all of these people, but, so in today's episode, it is a bonus for you on the podcast, but I decided that I wanted to bring on people that aren't necessarily in business themselves, but are very heavily influenced by the business world and the people in their lives are very heavily involved in self-development and business too. So if you haven't guessed, we're going to get each person to say hello, and then I will tell you who they are. So. Hello. Hello. Yoo-hoo. Hello. So we are actually welcoming onto the podcast Luke Hearn, Aaron Henry, and George Hearn. And if you didn't know, basically we have the Hearn brothers, who are big fat goofballs, and then you have the business babes, Erin and Sam. And as you know, on this podcast, we talk about being bold in business, but we're doing something a bit different today to celebrate one, the weekend, two, my birthday, and three, the four of us just living our best lives. We are going to focus on what does that actually mean for the other people in your life? So if you are connected to someone or you have someone in your life that maybe isn't in what you're doing now and you're trying to be bold, you're trying to take all these actions, you're maybe watching us and thinking, oh, I really want to do that. But maybe my, my partner thinks it's weird that I'm on my phone or doing stories or I'm in the park and they're taking pictures and what do we do about lives and all of that? Um, I kind of just wanted to have a bit of a fun conversation with them and also talk about how they are bold in their lives too, in different things like their hobbies, their lifestyle, their own mindsets, their energy, and just make sure that we focus on how Luke's, they're both gesturing doing dance moves at the moment. Um, <laughs> kayaking. Do you want to tell the kayak story? Let's start with that. So Luke was bold and bought a kayak. Tell the story. Going, going in deep straight away then. Um, yeah, so my lockdown purchase for one of my crazy lockdown purchases was a was a four and a half meter long kayak uh i've taken it out once rolled it in the river thames 
and uh, haven't used it since. <laughs> bold moves, bold moves. Yeah. That's like me crashing in Bali. No, it's fine. We can do it. We can do it. Crash. No, we can't do it. We can't do it. <laughs> Maybe we should talk about that. So bold move one, Luke buys a kayak and thinks he's going to become a professional kayaker and capsizes after 10 minutes on the Thames. Turns into a submarine. Um, Erin, so we're in Bali. Maybe we should talk about these bold moves. Yeah, so I we were in Bali. We were in an apartment that was kind of outside of like the main area. And so I thought it would be a good idea to, for hours, try to convince everyone that we should get scooters. Organized it all. The guy came and dropped them off. I jumped on, got whiskey throttle, <laughs> basically dropped it on my foot, and then went back inside and tried to hold back my tears. <laughs> But don't forget, George gave it a go as well, didn't you, George? I, I did give it a go, yeah. It failed miserably. <laughs> when he was the one dead against it right from the very yeah, beginning. The whole time I was like, nah, no chance. Erin was like adamant on, on getting these motorbikes. It'll be easy. It's going to be so easy. Yeah. It's like riding a bike. And then but as soon as the bikes turned up, you're like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to do it. I was like, well, this is the no, as soon as they got there, I was like, yeah, I'm getting on. No way. You weren't there. It was me and Luke that went out. And I was like, yeah, I'll get on it straight away. And then it was like, and dropped it on my ankle. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do this anymore. He drove it straight to the paddy field. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so, when you're on it, it's, uh, the experience is like crazy. Because like you were saying, when you, when you rev the engine, you naturally lean back. So then immediately you start panicking because you're, and then you yeah, grip tighter yeah, yeah, yeah. and lean more whiskey throttle. Whiskey throttle. George has had to deal with me making big, crazy decisions for years now. He's used to it. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like if you were to put, if you were to explain the dynamics, George and I would be the two that are like, I don't think this is the best idea of being totally wild and outrageous. And Luke and Erin are like, no, like it'll be all right. Let's just go for it. A bit, more, a bit more cautious. Yeah, we're a bit more cautious in terms of like activities, like yeah. what, what we don't... I think we assess it a bit more. Mm, a bit more of an assessed situation. However... Erin and I are just full throttle, let's go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, Sam and George are the decisions that you wish you made. <laughs> Mick and I are the ones that you did. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, that's true. That is true. <laughs> well, I feel like as well, um, George, I, I feel like we're missing a bold move story from you here that didn't necessarily end well. It didn't end well. George, it's got didn't you do the exact same thing in Thailand a couple of years? <laughs> oh no, in Vietnam. Yeah, when I was when I was travelling, the whole like in Vietnam, a real popular thing to do is like hire a motorbike and then cruise up the coastline of Vietnam, which is when you when you see, when you see people doing it, it's, it looks unreal. So I thought, oh yeah, I'll, I'll give it a go. So I got to a place in Vietnam and then found a, a, a Vietnamese family, welcomed, welcomed me in, said, oh, yeah, I've got a motorbike. I told them the idea and they said, oh, yeah, we've got a motorbike. You can buy it off us if you want. So I was like, oh, yeah, no worries. Pretty cheap um, at the time. And then um, so I said, I'll take it for a test drive first. Bear in mind, I've never ridden a motorbike in my life, but oh, it looks easy. Long, long story short, I don't buy it, but I can go take it to a test drive. And so I got, I get on it. It's like a T junction. Yeah, this didn't have the, <laughs> this, didn't it? Huh? This wasn't just like a put put one. This actually had gears. Oh no, it was a full on like manual motorbike. Thank so you. Like, you never ridden one before. It's quite, yeah, quite daunting. So get on it. 
I have no idea what I'm doing. Because apparently the guy's like, oh, yeah, you know what to do, yeah? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, left, uh, left, I'm, I'm making this up now, but he said, like, left brake, so don't use the front brake. <laughs> so I'm at the traffic lights. There's a T-junction. The lights go green. I rev it and did the classic same thing, the whiskey throttle. It's so funny because as soon as the lights went green, I went, Roo. I heard everyone, pedestrians go, <gasps> because immediately I've gone straight across the, like, the crossing, up the curb, into another like part of bikes parked on the side, into a lamppost. And it's like the whole like little town came to a standstill and just staring at this English bloke just piled up in the whole <laughs> part of the bikes. Yeah. It cost me like, I think, equivalent of 50 US dollars to fix the bike which is oh, like nothing really at the time so funny. and I was like oh no I don't want to buy the bike anymore <laughs> and gave it back to him <laughs> gave it back with one wheel on it's faulty <laughs> yeah, it's faulty it's poor design yeah, yeah the brakes weren't working so it's pretty clear to see that amongst us we have um taken bold decisions and they haven't always worked out first time mm. would you agree to that I would say so I would definitely agree story of our lives yeah. <laughs> it's like one story just because this is just lulls um and then i'm going to ask some specific questions so when we were in bali another time i know we say this like when we were in wherever we were like when we were in america when we were in bali <laughs> when we were to Thailand. anyway so we decided that we would do this like mountain hike so it was like a sunrise hike everyone does it go to map tour you get to the top or everyone was everyone does it i mean if you've been you've probably done it so the four of us were like okay cool so we worked out where we were staying, how long it would be to get there, like which locations allow you to go to the mountain. We were in the location that they would actually come and collect you, take you to the drop-off point and do the hike. So it was all, all in, basically. We didn't have to do anything apart from like wake up. But the night before, we had made ourselves homeless because the villa we were supposed to stay at was absolutely horrendous. <laughs> Stayed in a hotel, woke up thinking we had somewhere to go and they then double booked and cancelled. So spent the whole of that day booking a new place to stay. So the night before, we went to bed at 2am and got up at the normal time. And then the day of the hike, we had to get up at 2am again to then get on this journey. So we hadn't had like the best sleep. Anyway, so we're all there. None of us have brought any winter gear, obviously, because it's we're going on holiday to Bali. So we're like, okay, cool. I wore Converse, and we're wearing like me and Erin are wearing like gym leggings. The boys are wearing shorts and a t-shirt. No, you had no, you had. <laughs> so we get there, and it's pitch black, obviously, it's pitch black. And there's these people basically renting fleeces, and we're like, what are you doing? It's going to be absolutely boiling. Like we're going to be hiking. No, we don't want these fleeces. We get out the car, and it's absolutely Baltic, and we're like, oh my god, like buy all the fleeces possible. Then, mind you, fleeces that someone had just probably walked up yeah. and sweated in, yeah. <laughs> and then bought back to the bottom of the mountain, and now we buy them again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally, like from their house, they're just getting their like kids' fleeces and being like, do you want to rent them for ten minutes or whatever? Yeah. Anyway. So we're like, yeah, we definitely want to rent the fleeces. So we rent the fleeces. And then our tour guide was late. And he, oh, yeah. Yeah, and he turned up and he was hungover. And yeah, yeah, hungover. zero sleep. Zero sleep, hadn't slept, yeah. got there, and was like living his best life, brought his um, like ukulele with him and was singing anyway. So the four of us, yeah, so the four of us think that this hike's going to be easy. This is a lesson for everyone and you can transfer this to any situations. So the four of us are super enthusiastic. This is going to be so much fun. Oh my God, like the four of us making more memories. We're going to go on this hike. It's just going to be so good. Like we can talk, take pictures. 10 minutes in, we are all hyperventilating. It's like, 
pretty steep, pitch black. You can't see anything. Everyone, the guy is like singing and living his best life. And the four of us are literally no joke puffed out. And it, we had like an hour to go. And at one carrying point, a huge camera gear bag as well. Yeah, camera oh, yeah. gear. It's like every, well, us going up this mountain. We had like we've got given torches and stuff, but like all our focus is on pitch black. So all our focus is on like with the torch, making sure we're not standing on anything, tripping over. No time for pictures. No, 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 no time for pictures. The guides obviously can do it with their eyes closed. They're like fully like hyper, and we're like he's hung over and like <laughs> scaling up like Tarzan. Yeah. <laughs> so we obviously then are not enjoying it, and we're like, this is not what we thought it would be. So you go from this naive, enthusiastic kid to this like moany adult, like how long have we got left? How long, have we got? telling the guy who's singing along, how long, how long have we got left? How long to go, how long to go? And the worst thing is there's other groups behind you. So you can't stop when you're tired or puffed out because other groups are then gonna overtake and then you lose and it's like dark and you go fine. So we then get to the top. Now we're sweating, like full blown sweating, like wet, not just like a bit, we're all now sweating. So we take off these jackets. So yeah, we take off these jackets and we're like, you know, Oh, this is just going to be amazing. Then, yeah, then you get cold because it's cold at the top and your sweat is now in the breeze. So anyway, after that, it was magical. But yeah, that's such a good lesson, though, for business. It's like you start so enthusiastic and like so naive that it's going to be amazing. Then the middle part is so challenging. But when you get to the top, it's so worth it. But what makes it easier is having good people. Yeah, that you can commit. (laughs) <laughs> and having someone that can play the guitar. The cloud, the cloud cover came over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no. We yeah. just won't play that bit. Yeah. <laughs> we got there five minutes later. We've seen nothing. Yeah, we got a good sunrise. Yeah. Very good sunrise. Yeah, that's so true. That's a good interjection. Actually, it's about the people. So let's let's ask some let's fire some questions. This is the boys. Is this both of your first actual podcast interview? Sure is. Yeah. Mm. But we did have grand plans, didn't we, for a podcast, George, on our, <laughs> on our Oh, we did. Yeah, we had some great podcast plans. They're still in the works. Still yeah, in the works. don't reveal yet, because that will still happen. Still under production. Yeah. yeah, big production's in the pipeline. Let us know if you'd like Perm Boys to do a podcast together. They are pretty, <laughs> humorous. They are pretty humorous humans, to be honest. Not going to be on that one, is it? That's going to be very <laughs> in demand. Very big in demand. It'll be the biggest. Okay, so George, my question for you is, yes. so obviously your day, your daily life is a little bit different to Erin's daily life in terms of like, obviously without, you know, Corona and all of that, like in terms of going to work and things like that. How do you manage, and this is good for people, you're going to get this question as well, so just make sure you're paying attention. Um, <laughs> how do you, how do you, manage say for example when you come home from your day and Aaron's like oh my god like this amazing thing's happened I've signed a client or I've sold out my program or like I've been asked to like do this and like all of these amazing things happen how do you one raise your like energy to join that even though you've been at work and two how do you allow yourself to use that to then like fuel you when you then do your things that you're doing which we'll talk about separate um Coming home from work, non pre-COVID, I think coming home from work enthusiastic, enthusiastically. Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> um, it's quite difficult because after like a hard day at the office, um, coming back to or coming back being positive was quite a challenge, or and probably still is to be fair. Well, 
until COVID. Um, but I guess my or personally, my way of kind of resetting my evening after work would probably be a shower, pretty much. That was almost like my reset to come in. And then celebrate. And then celebrate, yeah. And then talk about Erin's day and my day and that sort of thing. Because I, I feel like, well, we've actually learned it now, really, yeah. during COVID. Obviously, I'm working from home. So when my kind of day finishes, I'm not, uh, there's definitely been a, a, a swing in that yeah. sort of mood after the working day. Um, so, yeah, I, I think my way of doing it personally was having a shower almost because I'd, I'd definitely be getting in from work and coming in with high energy was probably never really a, a thing, was it? Which is for many people when they obviously work yeah. in office so many years. But I think the thing as well is that I learned and had to learn to just not jump in straight away. So obviously I might be excited and all these amazing things have happened throughout the day, but then like just respecting that George has obviously had his own day and he's, you know, driven home, ruminating on all these things, just to give him that like 10 minutes. I feel like it caused a lot of issues when I was jumping in straight away and then upset that he wasn't responsive. Mm. But it's just about kind of like understanding each other. He needs his shower, which is his reset. But you were saying something interesting the other day as well, that like COVID and like being home and like seeing me work yeah. has allowed you to be less kind of yeah about it yeah definitely because there was definitely there was days where i'd get, I'd get in from work and Aaron, Aaron, you do it now but obviously i see what you're doing in the day i'd get in from work and Aaron would just be like on the couch watching rupaul and like other other, other programs so for me to get in from <laughs> for me to get in from work all like hump up heavy from the day yeah heavy from the day to come over to someone that looks like they haven't done anything all day although now I know she does a lot in the day because I'm here with her and helping her sometimes as well in between. Yeah, it's definitely been a big eye opener. I think Work hard, chill hard, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that's definitely been the same for us as well, actually. Yeah. Like the difference, the difference in you being at home. I think as well, yeah, because obviously I used to go to work. So you've never known Erin to do anything but obviously do something along the lines of building a business. Yeah. Will be a uni, really. yeah, or uni. Whereas Luke obviously knew me having a stereotypical like mm. nine to five, for I example. No, but I mean it's a no, it's not, but it's a job where you go out and you have like a routine and all of that. And I think yeah, you being at home you being at home, you've seen that I still do just as I do work just as hard, but yeah, before it's, it's just different in the sense that in a regular job like George and I would do, you have much more of a structure in terms of the timing to things. So you would have an hour lunch break and you're always finishing at the same time. Whereas yeah. you would potentially sit in front of the TV at you know half 11 in the morning for an hour, an hour and a half. And then you might do it again at four o'clock, but then you will have calls at nine, 10 o'clock at night. So it's yeah. a completely different dynamic in how you'll work. Mm. And understanding that as the partner, when you do something completely different, can take yeah. Sometimes. What would you say would be your answer? Like George said, obviously he needs to be able to. We're, we're exactly the same. Like I had to then learn to not like jump on Luke and be like, oh my god, like this has happened today. Like this is the situation. I definitely had to do that. But what yeah. what do you? Um, it's, it is hard in the sense that when I will come home from work, probably a lot like George, you can be quite flat. It's not as much of an exciting day as as, as what you girls will have. So I would normally come home quite tired and, and just looking to relax sort of thing. But 
and you girls obviously you have your wins in the day and you want to celebrate and stuff which is, is great and, and it's you know we've got to get up for it and do it um but also like your wins have been really good you're both really successful you've done really well <clears throat> so then coming home and when you've had a big win it's almost like you're having these sort of wins all the time so it's, it's hard. so it's, it becomes quite a norm in a way so it's it's hard to keep getting up for it you know but um yeah so you almost feel like sometimes it's hard to keep celebrating because things happen so frequently uh, yeah it's become quite normal yeah <laughs> another celebration <laughs> yeah but then it, but then it's funny because then i find that I maybe picked up on that a little bit because I agree like in the first maybe year you're like signed another 5k client signed this signed that did this did mm. that but then it's like how many times can you keep celebrating but it's funny now because then when I don't say something it's mm. like why didn't you tell me true <laughs> yeah yeah that happens so it's like also I guess like trying to find that happy maybe we need to have like a weekly ritual where it's like these are all the amazing things that happened this week and let's celebrate them now. A weekly recap. After George's shower. <laughs> After his Friday shower. Instead of just popping corks every night of the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I'm like that. I want to like go out for dinner and celebrate everything. Well, I was and not so much anymore, but like it's just something like obviously in the celebration. Cause it's like I think for us in particular is that understandably the work we do is way more exciting however we're home alone all day not speaking to anyone like that's the thing that i found incredibly difficult going from like yeah i've never had like a traditional nine-to-five job but i was at uni and i had a call center job i was like constantly surrounded by people and then to be like thrusted into this environment where good stuff is happening throughout the day but you have no one to share that with but then also really bad stuff's happening as well and you have no one to share it with so for me it started to feel like a lot of those really good emotions and really bad emotions kind of blended into one just very mundane feeling. And it was only that experience of you coming home, which I'd look forward to that I could finally express how it was going on. Cause I hadn't spoken to anyone yes, else throughout yeah. the day. So I guess that's where that like want to like really celebrate everything. Cause it's like, I worked hard for this, but I haven't been able to like speak to anyone about it all day. I just like kind of keep going. Yeah. I want to kind of, Vent off to have you during the day, whereas if you're in a work environment like George and I are, you'd have people to talk to yeah. and event with. Whereas you guys are literally are waiting for us to come home to tell us and unload everything basically. Mm. Yeah, and how Vinny and Harvey feel that's why we get so excited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I don't even need to explain who Vinny and Harvey are. If you don't know that, then I mean, where have you been? what are you even doing? Yeah, come on, where, where have you been? The stories, please. Okay, so then I want to ask, because you both do, because this is the other thing, like when I'm me and Aaron talk about this a lot, when you think about um, like relationships and like with our clients and community, like the majority of um, partnerships, it could be a friend or your parents, it hasn't got to be a like romantic relationship, but usually in a partnership, you'll have one person that is more of the variable and one person that is more of the stable and whether that is in your emotions, whether that's in your like decisions and your job, like something to balance out the, the partnership. So for example, when you think about your parents, maybe you had a parent that was a lot more of like a spontaneous, creative, like let's just do things on the whim. And then you had a parent that was a little bit more sensible and calm and grounded. So even if you put yourself, anyone listening and all of us, when you think about that, that's a perfect example that usually there'll be one and the other. And I think in our foursome, but also then in our pairs, 
I feel like that dynamic changes quite a lot depending on the circumstances. Yeah, context. So I, I think it would be useful for everyone listening to see a bit more about that because I, I think so often in any relationship, <clears throat> and especially if you are starting a business or you're trying to grow online or you've got a business and you want to scale it, you as an individual know that you have to make moves and changes as a person. Like you have to like elevate and you need to shift, yeah. But it's also, I think we can get stuck in that and you get stuck in this phase of always feeling like you need to up level. But then when you are in a different context, that energy and that dynamic can be completely different. And that doesn't mean that it's going to hold you back or there's going to be conflict or anything like that. It could actually be a release. Uh, me and Luke, like literally sore throats. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> like we woke mm-hmm. up and like, anyway. So I think it would be good to discuss that because I, I do know, and I know you'll be the same, Erin. There's, there's times when you speak to clients and they have had like conflicts or, you know, disputes and arguments with loved ones, with their children, their parents, their friends about the dynamic and how things are changing. And I think then we take a responsibility on, especially as the person in the online space, like, am I still a good friend? Am I still a good partner? All of these things. But then also yeah. for the boys, you know, like you still want to have your own life and you don't want to just be completely sucked into this online world. Like, you know, you, you didn't choose to be online otherwise you would be so you know sometimes you don't want the camera and you don't want to be like thrust into it all the time you want to just be you know like and I think it would be good to talk about that like the whole dynamic thing so let's maybe George if you were to to explain the dynamic of the foursome we'll all do this okay so everyone ready of the foursome as a a general group what would you say the dynamic is of that in this sorry in the sense of what of the four so if you were to put the four of us in a situation that's not to do with business just in general everyday life what would you say each of us bring to the dynamic um luke would uh, would obviously bring the humor um and yeah yeah i guess yeah humor and general wit Mm. yeah that's an answer yeah um i think Erin would bring the, I guess. No pressure, George. Yeah, big pressure, big pressure. Oh, oh, staring at me. Yeah, uh, I think Erin would would bring the, the difference of humour. I guess the, the the fun, the fun element of whatever we're in. Mm. Um, and then does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I think regardless of the situation you're in, you're generally. Totally make, positive. Trying to be positive out of it and create some, yeah, some sort of positivity out of it. Mm-hmm. And without, I, I think I'm saying different for you, Sam, but I think you, you, you're exactly the same as well. Obviously, being very positive, I think either regardless of the situation, you'll find a positive sort of emotion out of it, which I think is good. Um, but a different dy- dynamic from you, Sam, would be I think you keep us all together as like one so if there are times where we might be going off our separate ways or someone's not quite someone's moody (laughs) mostly probably me um that sort of thing i think you you bring us back together quite well in that sense and what would be yours what's your dynamic in the group my dynamic um 
I'd probably have to go humour as well. Thanks. I think I'm just so funny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think there's yeah, yeah. If there's any situation, whatever situation we're in, any any moment we're in, I'll probably bring I'll probably bring the laughs. To be honest. Aaron, what, what, what would you? Oh, go on, Luke. Actually, what would you say about our general? Because I'm gonna we we'll dig into this, but like, what yeah. what would you say about the dynamic? I, I would say George definitely brings the coffees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, didn't I? That's a specific context, though, yeah. mate. What, like, what does this? Yeah. Oh, Luke broaden it. Brings coffee. What, like, right now he's bringing oh, you coffee from Australia. No, no, but I'd say servant boy. Yeah, I'm the master. Oh my servant boy. Uh, um, the whole hospitality, I'd say. George's quite good at, uh, at sort of taking care of people. I would say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, cute. He's pretty good at that. Um, I'd say Sam, Sam and Erin, Sam more so, just the enthusiastic, kind of just mm. spitballing random ideas. Some of them will be yeah. like so outlandish and wild that they just need to be tailored down to something that's actually realistic. Yeah, <laughs> tailored down. So I'd say, yeah, I want Erin as well. Like, you're, like George said, you're both enthusiastic, like happy. Um, people, so you're always bringing sort of positive vibes. Mm. Um, and then me, I suppose, what would I be? Apart from the humour, well, the tailor, wouldn't I be the tailor? Yeah, like, yeah. The guy that rationalises these projects. The mediator. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, you do kind of ground the situation. Quite. Yeah, because I'm quite a level-headed thinker. So when mm. the, the wild plans start flowing, I, I can, you know, rationalise them a little bit. So we you know, can't be doing that because of this. You're almost like the filter of all the ideas. What would you say, Erin? Um, I would definitely say that I actually think George is like really good at bringing attention to the moment. So like always with the cheers, always with the like, let's just stop oh, yeah. for a second and like appreciate this. You do as well, Sam. But I think that more so how I think of you is like, you are the one that just gets shit done. Like we are also like, we will all sit on the couch and talk about what we're going to do for like five hours but you're like the one that will get us up and get us actually doing it you know what i mean which is very reflective of how you are in like business and stuff as well like just take action and get stuff done like rather than just talk about it i would definitely say like luke is like for sure the humorous one but also like i don't know like if this sounds bad but just like you would be the one that would get us out of trouble <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what i mean you're the adult in the situation. Yeah, like, even though, like, I don't know, yeah, you just, like, are just, yeah, like, the one that would, like, get us out of trouble. If we were all, like, stuck in a sinkhole, <laughs> like, you would think of something creative. <laughs> like the MacGyver kind of. Yeah, I'd agree with that. What about you? And then, I don't know, I would just say that maybe more, like, yeah, the positivity thing as well, but also just, like, as well, maybe this is just how I think of myself, but, like, trying to just, like, chill like in every moment just like be that example of like just go with the flow you know what i mean like it's okay to like just be sometimes as well and just have fun yeah for sure i'd agree with that yeah definitely. what about if you were to then pair us because this is where it gets interesting because i think the four works because the pairs so we, i'll each give you a different pair to like you know kind of assess and again, you'll be able to do this in your household. You'll be able to do this with your family, with your friends, with your business friends. Like it's, it's really, it's good to be self-aware. Self-awareness allows you to... Dynamics of relationships. Yeah. 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 Y
relationships, especially when you're building a business, for sure. Yeah, 100%. And you've got to be able to understand how you, what you can bring and what others can offer you. So I think the reason that the foursome works so well is because the couples that we create balance out really well. Um, so I think, um, let's mix this up. So Erin, what would you say would be the dynamic in the couple for Luke and George? Luke is like, George just riles Luke up. That's how I just say it. So it's like, Luke is like this comedy container ready to be unleashed. And George is like the flint to ignite that flame. <laughs> the flint. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so like, funny. George has like got these little treats and he's like tempting the bear. <laughs> tempting the bear. That's so good. Bear. Come out of the comedy show. That's the, um, yeah, that's the childhood history of being the younger brother. Yeah. Enticing the big brother, the big bear. <laughs> Getting him out of his cave. Okay, Luke, what would you say about George and Aaron? The dynamic between the pair of these two? Yeah. Um, what would I say? I would say, yeah, Erin obviously is like a lot more, I'd say, in, a bit like the dynamic of me filtering down your like excitement and, and, and sort of projects and plans and stuff. George is a, is a bit of a, like a rationaliser. So mm. he would kind of help level Erin out, I think. No one can level me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I try. <laughs> it's interesting though, because when you think of the four, you yeah. would be the first to be like, no, 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 like let's like let's like calm a minute. Yeah. But as a two, George would be like, okay, this is a great George idea, and, but we need to, yeah, yeah, we need to like make sure, like, what are we going to do? How are we going to make it work? Like, what's the situation? You know, yeah. You know what? Why? Because I, I've, I have to. I'm one of those people that like kind of has to know what we're doing. Has, has to be very. Not precise, but a perfectionism perfectionist. So I guess that portrays that. So like, if we if, we, if there's a plan, I need to know exactly what we're doing. What's the plan? What's the scenario? What the what's the what's the environment? Mm. <laughs> what is that face? There was that one time where I said a plan was a bad idea when we wanted to get scooters when we'd had too many drinks. That was the one oh, yeah. time that I rationalised. That was in Austin, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, that's why it's interesting because you're. Your the your role as a pair is then different to your role when you're in a four because usually there's someone else that balances out the, sure. the yeah for sure okay Erin about what would you say the dynamic for Luke and I yeah I think you're like but see the thing is as well you are very malleable in that you can be so wild and outlandish and some some of the ideas that you come up with are just so like. I am all down for trying anything, but even sometimes I'll never say it, but even sometimes I'll say that's just not going to work. <laughs> but I'll always go along with it because I'm always along for a good fun ride. But I think that like you, like Luke will always like bring you down to earth. But I also just think he like, in terms of like energies, he is good in that like sometimes this is always such a weird analogy but like sometimes like a hot air balloon it can't stay up in the air forever you know what I mean as like he brings you down to like recharge you so it's not necessarily bringing you down to like stifle you in by any means I just think he brings you down because like sometimes it's either a bit too outlandish that's fine but also then the, your dynamic changes a lot as well because then sometimes 
you'll bring him in. You know what I mean? So I think you two swap a lot. Like, I think you both have that energy of like being the like serious adult one. And then sometimes mainly when there's alcohol involved, the, <laughs> the things switch a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but you swap a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I think you both actually have those energies as well. It just a hundred percent depends on the context. Yeah. yeah. And then I would say the similarities, George and I are much more, uh, you just want things done and you want them done yeah. right. Yeah, we're yeah. more compatible when it comes to like every day. Like we'd like a plan, like to be able to yeah. stick to it, like know what's happening, make sure everyone, I think we're both like that, make sure everyone's included. Yeah. And Luke and Aaron are much more like go with the flow, like be in the moment, just be spontaneous, don't worry about a plan, like free flowing. Yeah. And yeah. then, so then if you were to then think about but then potentially those are the things that then hold us back. So me and George would want to have a plan before we do something. So then that stops us. But then yeah. the two of you would go for it yeah. and then realize you don't know everything and have to stop. Mm-hmm. So that's why we then make progress because we then come in with the plan or you make us do something before we're 100% ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So, so then it's, if- a, yeah. so it's a good dynamic in the whole group. I think we've all got similarities but at the same time I guess we don't but that, that, that's what makes us work and what makes us kind of yeah but I think it's a really interesting like point that you're trying to make in that I think especially as entrepreneurs it's so easy to like get caught in this box of like I have to be the big dreamer I have to be this and then if you're playing to that role sometimes that can stifle the relationship that you have with your partner because you see online you know the highlight reel of all these other people that they're always hustling they're always working they're always coming out with ideas and then if you try to integrate that too much in your life without realizing that you as a person is multi-dimensional and one day you will be the dreamer one day you will be the serious person one day you will be the chiller one day you will be like the plans person that helps to have a more balanced relationship because you're not just acting as this one dimensional like hustler girl boss that you see online you realize that with your partner there'll be different contexts right yeah for sure because that's what i was gonna say like obviously george with the droning which is like epic talk about that like so talented and then luke with like his hobbies like wanting to take time out even with like what you do at work like I think that we're very good at celebrating them and making it about about what they're doing because I think that's super important you can get so sucked into online and thinking that it's all about ticking boxes making more money getting clients running programs like all of the things that make the business run and make the business grow but then you forget that everything underneath that is what helps you as a person grow like being able to support someone else celebrate someone else's growth be able to come out of that lifestyle and put yourself in someone else's and I think that's really important like the online space can be very everywhere if you let it and then you have to take that time offline so say let's so say George like with your droning obviously you started off like doing photography more so for like Erin whereas now you're like doing droning for like mercedes are featuring you you're being in competitions you've been like asked to be featured in like a art like gallery competition like all of these things are happening off your own right now it's got another look at his little face i know and like you know and now it's nothing to do with what you used to do with erin you know like the editing videos and stuff like that how did you find your own like passion for that outside of where it began you know like how did you think actually i want to go and do this in like landscapes i want to go and do this like adventurous and it be something that you do 
Yeah, and I think because it because it started kind of indoors, taking photographs of Aaron for quite a long time, which in hindsight is, is well worth it, and it's like obviously no no problems with that. But I think to be fair, I think Erin was quite a big contributor to like me getting into droning because I think for a long period of time it was like, well, if you don't want to do photographs of me, do you do you enjoy the videos we're making or editing the videos? Do you enjoy taking the photographs? And part of me was like, well, yeah, I do. So I guess it was an, over a few years, it sort of transitioned from okay, well, if you don't enjoy doing indoor photographs of me in the house doing my work. What do you enjoy taking photographs of? And then that gets you thinking, well, I quite like doing stuff outdoors. Um, and then w when I got into drones, I guess having that, okay, that's quite a cool perspective of things. That changes your interest in photography, I think personally, quite dramatically. Because there's a massive difference from taking a photograph on the ground of someone versus taking a photograph of a massive place from from an aerial view from a bird's eye view essentially so i think it was more just trying to find okay photography is cool and I, I enjoy it i enjoy the whole process because i like being like perfect the perfect photograph and a perfect video so i think having that intricate kind of element to to photography that kept me interested so it's a matter of yeah just going from okay from the indoors taking photographs of airing outdoors taking photographs of things outdoors um, and learning about photography as well, because it's it's not easy, and it's a lot. There's a lot of things you have to think about. Which for me personally, because I just want to be good at everything. Well, if I enjoy something, I want to be good at it, and not that whole process in between. I find that's a struggle for me. Um, so, yeah, once I found sort of I guess droning, I, my mate got into it straight away, and then I think yeah, once I found that outdoor outdoor photography, aerial photography, I sort of latched onto that aerial photography part um and the video as well and because now i will create videos and photographs essentially from a drone can i just say something on that though as well because like i used to always be like what are you gonna do you have to do yeah. something like a bit too pushy and a lot of my clients ask me like oh my partner's not into personal development or like he's not really like going anywhere and obviously when you get into this world it's really hard to see someone who like the answers are there if you just look for them. Like when you start uncovering your passion and working on yourself and then you've got someone in your life that maybe just doesn't see that they have all this potential, like that's really hard to see. But I used to like maybe go a little bit too hard. But what I realized is like when you just take a step back and you just like truly do lead by example, meaning that like if you show someone that like you can make money, like build an audience, do all these things by, you know, just following your passions like I think that's so much more powerful than trying to like dig at someone and let like ask them constantly like what are you passionate about what are you going to do like all of this or get into personal development and like even just like listening to Tony Robbins in the background like you know it all rubs off I think if someone is out there and is like I want my partner to get into following their passion or personal development like those subtle drops of Mm. Um, influence are much better than like the hard-hitting conversations almost like trying to force them to do it yeah sort of just people to have to find this stuff on their own I reckon for sure one thing I would definitely say though about George is you don't celebrate if, if at all all the things yeah. that then happen so I remember when you like sent us a whatsapp message you're like oh yeah like this um our company have reached out and I was like what like FaceTime straight away and we're like this is so epic like oh my God. and you're like yeah 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 it's all right 
And then like Mercedes reached out, the Mercedes Benz, by the way, like actual Mercedes, can we feature your photo? And then you've created and edited this video. Like, do you find that hard to actually then stop and be like, this, what I've done is, is good. Like acknowledge the, the excitement, the success, that kind of thing. Yeah, because I, I do get excited by things like that. But I don't always get. I don't. I don't. I don't. Well, I don't think I show it. I don't show that I am excited because I think it's probably imposter syndrome as well. I don't think I'm that good versus obviously other people online. So when you're comparing yourself to other people online, well, I'm, I'm not near that yet. So I think that sort of thing kicks in because that um, event where they were going to offering basically to showpiece all my current work that they'd seen, that was like immediate. Well, really, because my work doesn't. To me, my work was. I'm still learning, so it wasn't that great at the time. So I didn't do it. And um oh, in hindsight it's probably you know, I probably just should have done it anyway. But um then Mercedes the Mercedes thing's pretty cool, but that's more recent. So I feel a bit more confident in what I'm doing now. Um still nowhere near being like world class, but it's all it's all the pro it's all progress. Yeah, for sure. But then also still, you, still underplaying it. Still underplaying it, yeah. Still underplaying it, like <laughs> but too, not too modest. Yeah, but it's good that you recognise that now. Like that that it's not actually that you're not excited, it's the fact that you just want to keep learning. You've just got this like yeah. desire to just keep getting better. Yeah. Yeah, very true. Yeah. You're quite similar to that though as well. Like in the sense that you're never fully I don't know if it's maybe yeah, our pairs like me and Aaron are much more like jack in the box like literally just like Wah! like you know um if we're together we'll just be like you know we'll go to a hotel and get a free drink and we'll like celebrate that for the next four hours like oh we got a free drink like we're much more like you know let's just make everything epic whereas i think yeah. you're quite similar in the sense of you'll never you'd ne you never really go out of your way to celebrate your own win or talk about it and if you did it would be in jest so you'd message george as a joke and be like so george i've done this today uh better than you but it would always be like tongue-in-cheek it's never like fully to actually say yeah i've done well yeah i kind of any sort of wins that i would have i always feel they're very short-lived it's almost like as soon as you've won it it's like now what's the next win like how am i now gonna you know, do the next one. So you don't really stop to celebrate what you've actually achieved. When, you, when you're comparing your wins against the girls' wins, it's uh, a little bit disheartening. <laughs> do you really think? <laughs> no. I'm just saying, because earlier on, we were saying, we always come home and you're always winning. There's always yeah. daily wins. <laughs> but is, do, you, do you find that, like, difficult at all, like, that you are with people that, like, are achieving a lot in life? At, you know, at first, probably. But I think as, of, as we've progressed and learn and actually helped you do programs and things like that i think it's changed it's obviously so, yeah. in a way because like erin touched on earlier on the partners of people that are doing personal development sort of day in day out and finding niches and things within themselves that they can mm. grow and develop then it kind of rubs off on the other person like, and that's obviously happened with you george and your droning and stuff and you know yeah. you probably wouldn't have even done it you know if you weren't with erin and yeah. now you're growing and you're getting invited to these, you know, these, um, these gallery events and stuff like that. So it's all, it's all growing from there. So, yeah. And I was saying before, like usually in a, in a success perspective, the relationships that don't last, we, I've read loads of books on it, are the, the relationships where both people 
are trying to create success in the same platform in, or in the same arena. So if you have two individual business owners that are both, you know, millionaires or whatever, and they've got their own brands, they're usually the relationships that can't sustain because they're both in the same world. And then there's this constant, yeah, it's this constant conflict. So then they both want to celebrate or they both want downtime. Whereas the relationships that do last are the ones where, you're succeeding in different ways and on different levels in life because then you can bring the other person with you in the place that you're not. So I would say, for example, like health wise, you're like hugely successful. Like you exercise a lot. You're really good. Like now you've been doing more running, like your, your level of fitness is so much better than mine. And then that makes me as an individual want to do better for my health. So if, but if yeah. you were in the same space as me and we were both sat on our computers all day, we would both then, yeah, we'd be successful, for example, online, but then our health wouldn't be, our level of activity wouldn't be. And then it's the same with George going to work and doing things, finding new places to go and eat, finding new things to do, like researching things. And then it'll be like, Aaron, I want to go and do that. I want to go. So I think that's the best thing that yeah. we, we don't all succeed I mean, in the same way. Yeah, it's important to have areas where you, the individual will excel in, in areas that the other one may not even touch yeah. on. Yeah. On a daily basis, so that as a as a group or as as a, as a couple, you you know one one person will then look to the other one to help raise them up as a as a pair in a certain niche or whatever. Um, and I think in our dynamics, both couples excel in completely different and varying areas. So it helps keep everything interesting and yeah. it helps keep the conversations um, going. And, and you're looking forward to getting home and, and comparing stories with yeah, the other exactly. person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the comparison. The same thing. That's so true. Person. Yeah, that's more so encouraging like, rather than being competitive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And like, say, even if you take things like sport, then so like Aaron's doing motocross, none of us do that. Like, then I started to learn how to play golf. Like, not everyone's doing the same thing. So it means that when Aaron's like, oh, I finally got all like both wheels off the butt off the ground and I like landed, and everyone's like, oh my god, that's amazing. Like, <laughs> it's not you can celebrate success for people. Yeah, like, anyone else's feelings. Yeah. And, and and then it makes you then want to do something in your own right to celebrate. And I think that's important as well. It's not all about what you see online, but then it's also not all about having things that are completely different. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, I think having a partner that is, is trying to excel in something, like I think Erin mentioned it earlier on, you know, when you have couples that, that one is moving in one direction and trying to progress themselves and the other one is static or, or not doing anything. Um, I certainly notice it uh, with George, obviously, and I think with me, I, f I find it hard to, to not want to do anything or to try and push myself because I, I look at Sam and see her doing it every day and you think, I was not necessarily being left behind, but kind of you feel guilty for not trying to do it. You think, well, she's doing it every day. Why can't I do a, do a little something to try and better myself? Mm. Yeah. For like a couple of For you though, right? Like for yeah. your own sense of self satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah, to see Sam's personal development, see how how well she's come on and how massively she's come on in her own personal development, not necessarily through business, just herself, her being and, and, and what makes her happy and things like that in the last sort of four or five years. But I think, you know, how, how can I not better myself in even like a 10% of what she's done? Mm. So I mean, yeah. people that have partners that are, are doing like the online stuff like you girls are doing, um, even if they don't necessarily want to get involved directly with what you do, they can still learn from 
from from what you're doing in the in the hard work and mm. the endeavor in what you're doing and, and to try and better themselves in in their own space mm. well yeah. luke is um off to play golf but before he goes yeah classic now luke's playing golf by the way everyone so i started learning to just had this whole conversation about like not yeah. celebrating by the way i'm the only one that doesn't play golf so yeah. That whole thing about not going in other's arenas, golf seems to be the exception. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I started, like, to be fair, George has always played golf and so is their dad. And they're both good at golf, like very good at golf. So I was like, oh, I'm going to learn how to play golf. So I like took that up as a hobby. Luke, obviously, since he's like been off, now he's playing golf. And obviously, as a Hearn, just good at everything. Classic Hearn syndrome. They're just good at everything. Um, and now George is playing again, which is good. So yeah, Luke's off to play golf. But anyway, I digress. Before we go, just one thing i can visualize us all like back in florida just like wearing a full kitted out golf kits is like yeah, 17. yeah. So, yeah classic <laughs> it's gonna happen yeah, it's gonna happen we should do that anyway i wouldn't, but, I wouldn't worry because if the uh, the golf lasts as long as the kayaking i'll be done in about another week's time <laughs> <laughs> but before we go i want to just like do something fun quick it'll be like five minutes yeah you can go first if you want and then you can slope on out yeah, go on. Okay, so I'll give you, then you two have got a bit more time, a bit more thinking time. To be honest, everyone, you're probably listening to this. I mean, you're just being invited into our world, to be honest. I mean, I just wanted to have a nice chat, to be fair. Welcome so, to the Hearn Dynasty. Yeah, welcome to the Hearn yeah. Um But anyway, um, and whilst we're here, I'm going to make the most of it, because we're not going to probably do a little foursome interview for, well, I don't know, another five years. So anyway, um, you've all got to think about one of your like, funniest memories that involve all four people in some way so you're the funniest funniest memory so everyone like have a little moment if you're listening oh, i've already got mine got oh yours. yeah i've got mine yeah oh my god you've got yours, you've got oh, yours. i've got a good one yeah i've got a... i need to think of mine. erin you go first because you're like fully ready i'll just never get over like the time that so when we our very first like proper holiday together we george and i had already been in playa del carmen for like two days or something and you where were you in somewhere in cuba, cuba. Yeah. and then so like you had flown into playa del carmen we'd been out all day we'd already been drinking all day you guys have just got off a flight literally just decided to go out for dinner that night but it was just like i'm not even joking like when you talk about just one of those nights i mean like the nights the hangover kind of nights you know like the the hangover the movie it was one of those to the point where the only real recollection or even evidence that we have of that night was all of us looking real not cute in a <laughs> spa bath, which can only be described as resembling something that looked like chicken soup. Nans <laughs> <laughs> used to have those like foot spas that used to just have like, like, yeah. like chicken soup in it, just like a giant one of them. Oh. Like giant foot spas. It was a bath, though. It was our actual bath. All of us. Big at 4am yeah. in this bath. God knows how we got there. I mean, yeah. I just will never forget oh, that. It overflowed so much. The whole floor was soaking wet. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't Luke. He had like the, the, the actual mat and was like, re, like re, rinsing the mat. And it was like just like pouring. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were literally falling and sloshing around in the water oh. yeah. everywhere. Oh, that's yeah. I don't know how we didn't have an accident. How many years ago was that? That was in 2014. Yeah. Wow. What's yours? Um, come back, come back to me. No, 2016. Sorry, it was in 2016. I was say 14. Yeah, 16. Come back, come back to me. Hey, Luke, have you got yours? 
yeah, my, my mind is fizzing because we've done so many good trips. I know. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one because it's quite a random one, which I don't think anyone will remember. But and it's not a crazy wild night, which is what we normally go for. But it's something that I remember when it happened. It's always stayed with me. It's when we did our American road trip. It was that a couple of years ago now. Last year. Last year. Last year. Last year yeah. Last year, and we went to we went to Texas and we found Austin, which was like an absolute gold mine. It's like the best place. Dream. Love it. And one thing I'll say about Aaron when we're t- talking about our dynamic as, as sort of a group and as couples, one thing I love about Aaron is whenever we're both hungry, we will always talk to one another because we both know how to really talk up a good meal. Me and George are just rather yeah. silent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we our favourite foods and we're like, what about this place? Oh my God, what about this? And we, we found this place in Austin that did the most banging Penang curry I've ever had in my life. And I remember we both sat down and we were so hungry anyway and literally both had our, our first mouthful and literally looked at each other and literally you could see the fireworks going off in each other. <laughs> <laughs> we were so excited to eat this food. Literally didn't even have to speak, just looked at each other like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> food. <laughs> food. Yeah. That's true. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Have you got yours, George? Yeah, I've got one. Again, it's not a, a drunk one because there's too many of those. I think the first night in Bali, we first off the after like the ten hour drive, the never ending drive to Lavina. Our suitcases, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that, that that drive was insane. It was like we're looking at the clock, and I swear that the time was going backwards. <laughs> so we, we got that, that that first night. We're like, about three hours late from our arrival time, that the poor uh, lady Kamang was waiting for us with a nice dinner and everything else. But that first night under the, the, the wolf moon, wasn't it? The big red moon. Big red moon. Yeah. So close you couldn't touch it. You could, couldn't you? Yeah, we, we all ended up basically down by, by the pool in this big, uh, what do you call it? Pagoda. Pagoda? A David. Yeah, a big David, but basically for, for four people. And we all laid under it. And um, it was like, yeah, the huge moon. It was the it was the first. No, one of the, uh, the, the that moon was like really rare. Yeah, it was a, it was when Mars went in front of the moon for like a second, so it was like pure like red. And it was the old retrograde, wasn't it? The old yeah. classic retrograde. Classic retrograde. But yeah, that 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 moment of also all us four laying on that that um that bed, and we saw shooting stars, which I've never yeah. seen before. That was cool. And then we all fell asleep on on this day bed. I fell asleep with the beer in my hand and yeah, poured it all over same. myself. Yeah. And then we woke up. We woke up in a bit. I woke up with a back where George's beard was all underneath. But I, th- I think that was a quite a special moment as well because that was a really rare moment. That's yeah. cool. Bin tangs for everyone. Oh, Billy Bean Too many. Like, I think oh. one of my, yeah, I, I can't think of one, but one I remember it like. In a situation of like stress or distress, Luke is always there to bring one-liners that like no one else would say. Like they're just so like they're so specific as well. Like the one yeah. are so specific to something that makes it funny. So when we were going back to this whole Mount Batur thing, if you need to go, you can go. And um, back to this like Mount Batur thing. So we're all climbing up this mountain, but now we're on our way. We're on our way. On the way up, we're in. Or you have to go in single file. And Luke was at the back because he wanted to be as far away from the singing hungover tour guide as possible. 
And after about like half an hour, he's like, literally, I just want to turn back. Like, this is literally the worst thing. What are we doing? Like, I think I'm just going to have a stroke. Like, I can't breathe. This is just awful. And we're all there like, come on, come on, come on. But then all I remember on the way down, I'm then like, no, come on, we can do this. On the way down, our, we changed our order. So now George's in front of me and Aram's at the front. And I had yeah. these Converse on and we had to now go downhill. And I remember being like, no, yeah, we're all going to do it. And the tour guide is now, he's like running, like base jumping down the mountain. And we're all trying yeah. to go. I try and catch up a bit of speed and fall, like skid down the mountain and hold on to this like branch. So my arms are like halfway back down the top <laughs> of the mountain and my legs literally, so I'm like flatlined. And all I see is George's face at the bottom of the thing laughing. And you know when you're trying to keep your strength on the tree, but you're laughing, so you lose your strength. And I remember Luke behind me going, Sam, what are you doing? Get up. <laughs> and I'm like, I've fallen off the tree. Like, oh, I just remember that, that moment being like, I remember your your face was like just pure like panic and desperation because your feet just completely gave away from gave away from you, but you had your arms around the branch. So funny. Oh, awful! But there's just too many. But yeah, there are done a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot more. But the the, the the classic thing is the first night is always extremely drunk. Yeah. Because usually we haven't seen each other for like a year or two years yeah. sometimes. So that first night is just pure excitement and just madness. And you don't really remember the, that first night, but they do. No. Well, we've all, this, this year of 2020, we've all celebrated our birthdays in, um, in isolation. Yeah. We've all um, gone a year potentially now without making a holiday plan for the first time since we started going away. We always had a holiday, but this is the first one. Um, but we've all also learned new things and taken on new hobbies yeah. and, you know being more adventurous exactly so yeah i hope you've enjoyed hanging out with us to be honest yeah well, thank you for the invite it might be uh, thanks for hanging invite you on to the uh, would you rather podcast george yeah <laughs> <laughs> you got a little... well, you guys, might have to invite you all on the next trip <laughs> <laughs> one lucky winner will be coming on our next road trip <laughs> well when you do your podcast me and erin will happily come on and bring the jokes Fantastic. Yeah, well goodbye everyone and enjoy the rest of your weekend Goodbye, Aaron. Goodbye, George. Goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Running a business can be hard, and running a business alone as a solopreneur is even harder. If you are fed up of figuring it out on your own, making mistakes and struggling alone, trying to learn as you go, taking one step forward and feel like you take two steps backwards, there is always more that we can learn together. The BMA is the place for you. I'm extending a warm invite for you to join the place for female entrepreneurs to support and empower one another, to seek high level coaching and mentorship from me, and to have access to invaluable resources, templates, and worksheets for you to succeed, scale your businesses, and grow together. As an affordable, low investment every month, the BMA couldn't be more perfect for you. The Bold Moves Academy is focused at coaching female entrepreneurs in what they need most to accelerate their business and make the progress they deserve. Building a successful business doesn't have to be lonely and it certainly doesn't have to be complicated. I can't wait to see you inside the BMA today.